This is Get a Real Job, the podcast devoted to people who choose risk over safe bets, who pursue their passion against all odds and are doing what they want, how they want, despite people and sometimes the voices in their own heads telling them they're nuts. When the field that I wanted to work in didn't exist, I created it. The only thing you have to decide is how hard you want to work. I really never went into the design of the restaurant of not succeeding. One way or another, I was going to succeed. I'm your host, Dan Bova, editorial director of entrepreneur.com. Thanks for listening. And now, get a real job. Today's guest is an award-winning marketing guru who is making a huge impact when it comes to diversity in business and in entertainment. Ty Randolph is the president and COO of Laugh Out Loud, the multi-platform entertainment company founded by Kevin Hart and is the co-founder of Sugarberry, a company that is giving voice to moms of color through newsletters, podcasts, and other forms of digital media. Her career is being celebrated in Entrepreneur Magazine's 2021 list of impactful women in business. Welcome, the exceptionally busy Ty Randolph. Ty, how are you? I am well. Thanks for having me, Dan. Great, great, great. Well, first, let me ask you, do you actually have time for this interview? You're, you're doing a lot of things. <laughs> I know. I don't know when I ended up with like five jobs and the biggest of which is being a mom to a three-year-old, but um, I, you make time for the important things, right? Right. Well, let's, I mean, where, where do you, where does your day start? You're, you're doing uh, two pretty huge things uh, seemingly at once. Um, what, how do you, how do you set yourself up to, to focus on what you need to do that day? Look, I would love to pretend that I'm one of those people that have figured out the whole work-life balance thing. I haven't. <laughs> so uh. it's, it's, it's more about juggling and sometimes balls do drop. Um, I will say that, uh, and it wasn't really by design, but um, I, I do think it's sort of, uh, you know, some combination of, of sort of like destiny and being right place, right time. Uh, and also just, you know, doubling down on the things that you're good at. I found myself in a place where while I'm working across multiple ventures. So, you know, Kevin's laugh out loud, uh, Kevin Hart's laugh out loud, uh, platform, a a comedy brand and multi-platform network that we founded about four years ago. I'm also COO at Heartbeat Productions, um, the the television and and film production company that he started several years ago. And then I uh, co-founded Sugarberry, uh, which we, you know, call a brown mom's a, a, a brown mom's guide to the sweet life, um, a modern media company dedicated to black and brown moms that I co-founded with um, actress and producer Tika Sumter. I'm also on the board of uh, LL Cool J's Rock the Bells media company. And I, I mention all of those ventures because I think what's allowed me to scale and actually keep so many balls in the air is I'm using the same parts of my brain and I'm actually engaging the same audiences and advancing the same broader mission all mm. the time. So applying it to different use cases, but at the end of the day, trying to, you know, make the world incrementally better through storytelling and specifically, um, you know, supporting and amplifying creators of color, advocating for audiences of color. And so um, that's been been sort of the through line that I've arrived at. And so during the day on any given day, I'm getting up and I'm thinking about what's the area of maximum impact across those, those entities and those ventures. Um, 
And, you know, my, I spend most of my time in the, in the land of, of, of Kevin Hart and in those ventures and have really, as, as a co-founder of Sugarberry, um, assembled a really fantastic team who, after, you know, Tika and I have, have really laid out this vision or are able to, to do a lot of the work every day. And the same for the other ventures. So the team and the, the brilliant people that I work with across all of those really make that possible. Well, uh, a lot, a lot of great stuff there. And one, one of the words that I, I keyed on or the phrase was that you, you've kind of arrived at this place. And I wonder, uh, so obviously you didn't wake up and uh, one day uh, now you're in charge of all this stuff. So like, do you want to talk a little bit about how you kind of got to this position and, um, you know, what, what was leading you along? Was it this mission uh, that you spoke about in, in, was that a, a something that was leading you along all this time, or is that something you discovered was important to you along the way? Sure. I think I knew early on, um, you know, from the time that I was in high school that I wanted to tell stories and that I wanted to be in business and the, the vision for those things and, and how they evolved, um, that, that was the journey. But I think at my core, um, the things that I'm good at and the things that I'm passionate about really haven't changed much. It's just been about, you know, how I manifest and, and, and how I manifest those gifts and where I invest my time. I started my career out in advertising, um, even though I was a, a, a communications major with a visual media and screenwriting emphasis in, in undergrad. Um, you know, my first job out of school was, was in advertising and I kind of waffled between advertising and entertainment back and forth. So I started at um, you know, a marketing communications firm focused on, you know, face-to-face communications or experiential stuff, but steeped in aerospace defense um, mm. and in telecom industry. So all B2B. And then went from there to work at the Atlanta Film Festival, back to agencies and the publicist and WPP ecosystem, then to Sony and entertainment, to Facebook focused on agencies and consultancies, and then to Lionsgate to start, um, uh, to, to really launch this venture, which was a joint venture initially that Kevin and, and Lionsgate had put together. So Laugh Out Loud was first incubated within Lionsgate. When I, um, you know, first linked up with him, it was, we, we incubated the whole business. We set in Lionsgate, all of, you know, we had Lionsgate email addresses and it was a part of their broader OTT strategy at the time prior to their complete acquisition and integration of stars. We would later go on to carve that business out of Lionsgate laugh out loud anyway, and then take on other minority partners like NBCU Comcast. Uh, Kevin would invite me to extend my role from just laugh out loud to include heartbeat. I um, was introduced by someone who introduced Atika Sumter from a former employee of laugh out loud, um, first to consult her on, on a business venture and found myself so attracted to the mission of what she was, was trying to, to do with Sugarberry that we decided to join forces. Um, and then much that way was introduced to, um, to Todd or LL Cool J and, and, and his team. Um, and because I was doing so much in this space, it only made sense, was such a big fan of, of their mission and, and him as an artist, it only made sense to, um, you know, to leverage that, that expertise and that experience in that world. I say that because the themes have been, you know, one, curiosity and being open to communication and relationship building that's led to, um, uh, you know, other introductions and opportunities, but also 
a lot of folks who end up in a more entrepreneurial environment do so because they've just planted a flag and they say, hey, I've got this great idea and I want to go start this thing. And entrepreneurship has been as big a theme in my career as entrepreneurship has, mm-hmm. right? Like when I was at Sony, we carved um, a business unit out and sold it to a private equity group. We took laugh out loud from within Lionsgate externally. And I always say the only thing that might be harder than starting a new business is, is carving a business out of something else. And so mm-hmm. those that for me has been a his, it's been about understanding enterprises, but also just having the sort of like hustle and grit to, to, yeah. to do something that you've dreamt up. Uh, th- that's incredible. And, and, you know, along the way, you've mentioned a couple of times your team and the, and the people that you're working with. And I wonder, you know, especially as you've got so many different things going on, you know, in terms of leadership, mm-hmm. how do you kind of ensure that, um, you know, people are are going in the right direction, that the voice is right. Obviously, you can't oversee every single thing that is written or said uh, on these networks. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you kind of ensure that you've got the right people and that, the, and that the voice is right? So I think across everything that I'm working on, these are all mission-driven ventures, right? Laugh Out Loud exists to keep the world laughing together. That at the core of what we do, however that manifests, it started as a streaming service. Now it's a you know modern media company, one of the fastest growing um, media companies out there, one of the the largest black owned media companies, and we have divisions like experiential and audio and sort of digital linear across streaming ecosystems. But all of those serve one purpose, right? It's we want to keep people laughing together. We believe there's more that unites us than divides us, and and we believe in programming to and programming content that looks like the audiences we serve, right? Gen mm-hmm. Z is um, the most ethnically uh, and racially diverse generation um, in history. And so, um, you know, we don't, we don't focus on diversity as a, a point of goodwill. We do it because it's good business and because it makes sense. It's, it's, it's what makes sense in the world around us. So, at the core of that mission, if, if, if we just, you know, my job is to keep digging down on that mission, to get really, really specific, to find folks who, un- leaders who understand and can adapt that and carry that water. That's where the scale happens, right? To your point, I can't touch everything. I can't oversee every piece of creative. Um, you know, I'm not even greenlighting every piece of content. So we have to trust that, that you know, North Star will will guide us. Mm. Same with Sugarberry. You know, um, we wanted to create a, a love letter to Black and Brown moms like myself. We wanted to see ourselves reflected in the world in a way that was representative of our actual experience. And the manifestation of that could be a conference like the Milk and Sugar Breastfeeding Summit that we did, or our podcast, The Sugar, which just won a Gracie Award. Um, But it gives us a lot of mobility because of how specific we are with the mission and those core values, right? Like when it comes to, you know, we earlier on in Sugarberry, Tika had this vision for, for the aesthetic of what she wanted to look and feel like. We spent a lot of time. Um, you know, talking to designers and, um, you know, social media folks about the vibe and the feeling. 
And then we did some brand work and arrived at a couple of values. And one of those, or we're able to articulate a couple of those values, one of which was that beauty actually has political potential, right? Mm -hmm. And that we wanted to create a community that allowed Black women to claim ownership of their health, wealth, and pleasure. That in and of itself was a radical mission statement. And all of a sudden, we could be so much more hands-off because everyone got it in their core. Mm. And right. so in terms of leadership, for me, a couple of things, right? I believe in a servant leadership style. I never do. I never am going to ask someone to commit more than I've committed to. And then outside of that, I believe in true partnership, right? Like I assume that anyone who works for me, I could be working for one day. Um, you know, if, if I, I assume that the person who's reporting to me, their job is to go deeper while I go broad. And I really need folks who, who work alongside me at the same time, taking full responsibility for where we land, right? Like mm -hmm. it's, it's my job to land the plane, um, you know, so far, so far that's worked. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, so, uh, so when things are working, that's great. Um, can you get into a little bit of leadership style when, you know, someone does something that you're not thrilled with? Like, how, how do you, how do you do that? How do you handle that? Honestly and directly. And, you know, it's, it's taken me some time to mature into that because I care deeply about people's livelihoods and, um, you know, and sometimes it's hard to deliver hard news. However, at some point I just shifted to this basic principle, treat people the way that you want to be treated. Right. I want to know immediately. One, I try to check myself. I never want to be told, I hate being told what to do. So right. <laughs> my biggest thing was always managing up, which I found for me is really important, right? To employ folks, to partner with folks who manage up well, who take full responsibility and accountability for themselves. To find highly accountable people, they want to be spoken to directly. They want to be treated like partners. They want you to look them in the eye and tell you if something is or isn't working. The truth of the matter is, is, is as much as none of us would like to lose a job or have to part ways with an experience that we first thought was for us. No one wants to be in a position where they're not doing well. No one wants to be in a position where they aren't thriving. Right. And the quicker that you can communicate that, the better than you can collaborate that. And most of the time folks know, maybe they just don't know the direction in which to move. I also believe that you know, skills you can adapt, but an attitude and will you can't be taught. So if you find that someone isn't a culture fit in that way, right? Like if, if they're not in rhythm with the organization, if they're not in step with your values, the quicker that you realize that, the better. And for me in hiring after missteps, right? It's taken me more time to um, to spend time with people up front. I'd rather spend more time in the front end um, and really mull over those decisions and let both parties know what they're walking into versus having to, 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 to cut ties on the other side. But at the end of the day, I've talked a lot lately about how the clip of innovation has sped up, right? Like right. things are changing faster. Companies are having to adopt faster. And so that means we have to improve and develop professionally at a much faster clip. And the fastest, you know, sort of route between two points is a straight line. Mm -hmm. And that straight line communication, you know, I am constantly developing those muscles to be kind, but very clear in, in what expectations are. That's awesome. That's great. Um, you've, you've accomplished so much and, and done so much. Is there, is there any kind of moments 
for you uh, along your career that really kind of stand out as something you're particularly proud of or a moment that you just stepped back and said, wow, like I, I did that or I'm part mm. of this thing. More coming up from our guests, but first a word from our sponsor. Look, not everyone was lucky enough to be born with a golden voice like mine. I kid, of course. God help you if you have a voice like mine. But if you are working on a project and are in need of voiceover artists, music, audio production, or translations, you should check out Voices, the number one creative services marketplace with over 2 million registered users. You know that stress you feel when you need something done and you don't have time to do it and the deadline is looming in the distance like some fire-breathing dragon? Well, extinguish that stress monster with the good people at Voices, who'll get you the voiceover translation, audio production, and music composition services you need fast. You'll get responses from highly skilled talent in a few hours, sometimes even in minutes. When you post a job, for free I should add, you get quotes that fit your budget and off you go. It's super simple and here is the super sweet part. There is absolutely no risk. With their exclusive SurePay service, your funds are only released when you give your stamp of approval and the final files have been delivered. So never feel overwhelmed by creative projects again. Voices has a super simple platform, or you can use their account managers to make each step super easy with their tip-to-tail project management services. Visit Voices.com and post your job today. And we're back. I don't know if I've even shared this with anyone yet. And I share a lot on, on our podcast, The Sugar, just about my you know personal and professional parenting life. But back in 2016, I was in New York. Um, I think I was either at Facebook or going to Facebook. And it was a pretty dark time because I had just started dealing with some pretty heavy fertility issues, right? And, um, and I was thinking about the next steps in my career and the next steps in our family planning. And, you know, like a lot of folks who go through, you know, fertility issues or any kind of major life change takes a real toll on you mentally and emotionally. And I have a vision board because it's the first time I'd done a vision board and I still have it outside of the room that I'm in, in a bookcase. Um, and I I literally put together all of these like, you know, things on the board and it had, um, you know, everything from magazines like Variety. I wasn't very specific, but I was like, I'd like to be featured there. I had folks on the board like Kevin Hart, which I don't even know what the association was because I didn't know him. I never thought I would go work for a comedy brand. (laughs) And I even had entrepreneur on there. Right. So it was so to me, this is like a full circle moment everyone's very busy and I work with a lot of folks who have a hustle mentality, right? Like Kevin specifically, his energy is contagious. You think you work hard, you get around him and you're like, Oh my God, this is next level. But, um, so much so that it can cause you not to realize sometimes when you're experiencing the thing that you dreamed of or that you received the thing that you had hoped for. And so, you know, now fast forward, you know what, five years, I've got a three and a half year old son after two failed rounds of IVF. 
I'm living in LA that was on the board. Um, and, and I think what that is, you know, that's not magic. That's about being purposeful, right. Mm-hmm. And just marching in a direction and lining your life up to that. And, you know, that's not to say that if you're going through something weird, something magical drops out of the sky, Yeah. but it reminds me of the possibilities, right? So, and it reminds me and encourages me to dream bigger in business. When we think we're having a good year, it's like, okay, well, don't think small because you're only limited by whatever you can imagine. And that sounds a bit, you know, foo-foo, but it's true. It's, it's really, really true. And so even talking to you today is one of those moments where it's like, hmm, yeah, I, I thought about this kind of thing before. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. <clears throat> I love that. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you must get tons of people reaching out to you, but for people who are, kind of in the initial stages or dreaming of a dream. They don't even know what they want to do, Mm -hmm. uh, but they know they want to do something impactful. And, you know, you're doing like such great work uh, on on many levels. Like, what do you advise people uh, who are kind of struggling to like sort of get going? They don't even Mm -hmm. know which direction they're going. Um, I read this book a while ago and it wasn't a business book. It was like a book by Ayanna Levin I don't even remember which one it was, unfortunately, but in it, she said something like you're only a few choices, right? Like wherever you find yourself, you're only a few choices from, you know, to, to where you want to be essentially. And what I've tried to do when I found myself in a role that I don't like, even in a position, like I've had times in our, in my current role, right. Where I'm like, uh, this isn't how I want to spend my day or this isn't how I want the company to show up. And I do this thing called like path mapping. I think about the destination, like what it is that I want, what I want it to look like, like, Hey, we need to be profitable or, I want to go west. And I think of a series of decisions that I could make, a series of choices or steps that I could take to get there. Now, those might not be the specific choices, but there's something about laying out, thinking through that, that makes it more real, that makes it more attainable. We had a company retreat in Cabo across Kevin Hart Enterprises recently. And when I opened, um, you know, our general assembly portion, because the, the theme of the retreat was dream team, right? And so it was describing the group that we, this brilliant group that we have, but also it was a call to action, um, you know, as we hopefully <laughs> we're coming to the other side of this pandemic, we're getting back to to some, you know, not, we don't want to return to, to normal. We want to return to better, but we wanted everyone to think higher. We doubled in size over the course of the pandemic. We had, you know, thankfully banner years for both companies and in, in, in the enterprise. And so, um, but, but as I was opening, I talked about Kennedy's moonshot speech and how specific it was, mm-hmm. um, when he was describing how we would get in return, how we would get to the moon and return from there. And what you see in hindsight is the mechanics of it wasn't, but you actually had to imagine that that could be done. So, you know, mm-hmm. you could be in the mailroom at a talent agency right now, but I think that there is a value in thinking through what steps could you possibly take to run the agency? You know, yeah. you could be in a situation where you've got no money in the bank and a really big idea, but think through what it could look like for you to save or raise or create. And then you have to tar- start taking one step towards it. You have to choose because, you know, dreaming without doing is 
is, is, is it's moot, right? So right. think through the steps and then just take one because every day, if you just put a little deposit on that thing that you want to do, you'll find yourself closer. You know, conversely, if you find yourself paralyzed by whatever your circumstances and you mull over the impossibility of it all, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. You'll only be there. Right, right. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, that's such great advice. And you, so you mentioned uh, Kevin and that and that magical word energy, the thing that we all wish we had more of. Um, you're you're doing a lot, uh, and you, you you mentioned the work life balance. The always not the easiest thing to do, but all of us, no matter who you are no matter what your situation is, wish we had more energy. Like how do you, how do you get yourself going? How do you sustain yourself? What's your method? I think we take energy for granted when we're younger, right? Like I, the idea that you could stay up all night until two in the morning working on something and get up refreshed in the morning, at least for me. So, you know, I'm approaching, you know, the big, the, the, the big four O and, and it's, and, and your body changes, right? Like your, your ability to be able to sustain. And so for me, I, as of the last couple of months and with some, you know, confronting some big things health wise have realized that, and I've never fashioned myself an athlete of any kind. I never thought of myself as like a health nut, but it's really important. Like we had on the sugar, our podcast for, for sugar berry, we had Angela Manuel Davis on, and she was talking about how she she made that she shared some advice with us about how you have to keep your body strong enough to support you through accomplishing your purpose and it made me think completely different because when we think about business resources we think oh should i get more educated should i get more network should i get more connected but the idea of fueling your body so that it can sustain whatever work that you want to do in business and in life is so important and that was like a mind shift for me so when i'm most depleted making sure I'm drinking water, eating cleaner. I joined a new gym. Um, and I got to say, even though incremental, I'm already seeing the impact of that. Um, because it, cause it takes more to sustain. And the more that you take on, you got to make sure that you're putting something in. Um, yeah. like I said, I also have a three-year-old, so like the, yeah. the, his level of energy, like yeah. it so much to keep up. <laughs> you got to figure, figure out a way to bottle that and you're, you're a billionaire. I I know exactly what you mean. I have always been like a two o'clock in the morning kind of person. And lately I am not (laughs) 11 o'clock, like zapped out on the couch. Like what happened? Um, So uh, I don't know. I'll try a gym. I'll try anything. I gotta, I gotta get this back (laughs) back going. I know, like I prided myself on not needing sleep for like decades and now it's it's just not a thing anymore. Right, right. I mean, look at me. I'm 27. I look terrible. So what's, I don't know if you have this written out somewhere or maybe mm-hmm. it's in your head, but you've spoken so much about these, these kind of maps that you're giving yourself. Like mm-hmm. what, what do you see in a year or, or further down the road for yourself? You know, building, um, build, and it's, this is interesting because it's, you know, almost scary to say out loud, but um, it doesn't service any of us to play small, right? So I'm telling 
create, creating and platforms for stories to be told. I am, um, you know, doing that in packets that are scaling. And I think that those stories deserve, and these audiences deserve to be served. Those stories deserve to be told and businesses deserve to be built catering to to the audiences that I'm already servicing and, and promoting and culture, the stories that I'm already told on the biggest level, right? So now when I when I'm mapping it, how big can I expand that vision, right? What does it look like not just to be working with one of the you know fastest growing black owned media companies, but what does it look like to build the biggest one, right? What does it look like to make that a global proposition? Um, you know, what does it look like when you know these are billion dollar publicly traded companies? And what does it look like to create platforms, not just for these media companies, but for other businesses to launch and scale? And so scaling opportunity to me is what the future looks like. And, you know, I, I don't have all the specifics worked out, but looking to, you know, create some sort of exponential value around what I'm doing now so that more of what we're doing, right? What we're doing at Laugh Out Loud, what we're doing at Sugarberry, what we're doing at Heartbeat, what we're doing at Rock the Bells, so that more of that can be done, not just with the, the teams that are there, but that more teams around the world can do this. There's this huge democratization movement happening when it comes to storytelling, when it comes to entrepreneurship. And anything that I can do to play a role in that value creation and in the opportunity creation, I'm all here for it. That's that's amazing. I, I cannot wait to see what you do next. And you know, uh, on a final note, because uh, energy, we got to preserve your energy. You can't spend it all on this. Um, and I went to the gym this morning, so I'm going to crash in like an hour. <laughs> I'm still hopped up on caffeine. This isn't going to go. <laughs> but you're you're providing you know so much inspiration for people and have inspired so many. I just wonder, you know, who's inspired you? Is there any particular people along the way that you really look to and whether or not you ended up, you know, being actually mentored by them or working with them, like Mm -hmm. people who just sort of like you said that that's, that's the kind of person I want to be. I'm not just saying this because I work with him, but you know, Kevin's definitely up there, right? So Kevin Hart, what I, what I like, what inspires me the most is he's really honest about he's like, what you see is the, the, the manifestation of hard work, right? Like you, there are people who we meet in life and you're like, oh, this person has so much of, you know, insert quality that I don't know if that's innate within me. And he's someone who leaves every ounce of everything that he has, every resources there on the table. Mm. And, and that to me is hugely inspiring, right? It's that the idea of not being outworked or what hard work can, can, you know, achieve for you. And then there are folks I've never met, right? Like Michelle Obama. And one of the things that's really beautiful about that is I, you know, I'm in the earlier stages of parenting is just this idea that you can have both and that you don't have to sacrifice and that what, and to have some image of what family first looks like. And to that in my mom, right? She was very entrepreneurial. She somehow worked our, you know, my entire childhood and never made us feel as if, um, you know, we lacked for any attention. It was the model of what a working mom looked like and, and what a career woman looked like for me. And so, you know, those are just a couple of the, the inspirations that, that I hold on to. And then, I mean, there are just so many people out there right now that are doing such amazing work from a storytelling perspective. And I just think 
in, in, in business, there's so many black women right now to be inspired by, whether you're talking about Issa Rae or Lena Waithe or, you know, on the business side, it's like, you know, Melody Hobson or, you know, Morgan over at Blavity. Like, it's just this electric type of moment in time. Mm-hmm. And black women as a whole inspire me. The fact that we are the fastest growing segment of entrepreneurs one of the fastest growing segments of advanced degree holders. There is a village, um, you know, that that I feel that's just supporting and, and holding me up and a bunch of just really badass women that I can look to on my left or my right who who I who are carrying the same kind of torches. And that's hugely inspiring. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, I'm sure any people listening to this are all fired up. Uh, from listening to you and uh, just amazing, amazing what you've accomplished. And as I said, can't wait to see uh, the next steps. So thank you so much, Ty Randolph, for taking some time to talk to us and for being part of Entrepreneur's List. And uh, I hope we get to speak to you again soon. Likewise, Dan. Thanks so much. This is fun. All right. Great. Thanks a lot. That's our episode, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Get a Real Job comes out every Tuesday. So be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you harvest your favorite podcasts. Leave us a review. Give us a share. Don't make me big people. Go to entrepreneur.com for new episodes of this and to listen to our other great podcasts. Thanks. Thanks.